Hello, everyone. Welcome to our usual Sunday afternoon kitchen table talk. With me today, as usual, is the panel. It's nice to see everyone, and thank you for tuning in today. It's been a couple of weeks. Last week, I think I was busy, and we didn't get together, and so, I think so, yeah. Um, and so this week, it's it's nice to catch up, and there's lots to talk about. The, the big farmers' protests all around the world that I think the Canadian truckers really had an influence on. I think that without the Canadian truckers doing what they did, um, the the other protests that we're seeing across Europe now and I mean, all over, really, including Greece, Ireland, um, everywhere, France, they wouldn't be happening. So, Or they'd be happening and people would be feeling it out, like, ooh, I wonder what's going to happen next. And I do wonder what's going to happen next because it's it's even further than the Canadian truckers went. Uh, the, there are reports, and I talked about it in my show today, that the uh, French farmers came to a deal. But then today I found out that that's not exactly the whole story. So, I mean... This is all kind of pending. We've got an Iranian Houthi uh, conflict that's shaping up in the Palestine-Israel thing going on all there in Yemen and Hezbollah and all that stuff. All of that's going on. Elon's calling for a uh, carbon tax. And the Emergencies Act is getting, well, during this whole period of time, the Emergencies Act was deemed illegal, invalid. Um, and so, do you, and there's, there's currently um, class action lawsuits being uh, proposed, et cetera, et cetera. Is, is this like the next thing? I feel like it's another head of the Hydra rather than like, we're just about to get, we're just about to get Trudeau. You know what I mean? Like we're going to get there and he's going to be like Pokeroo. He's gone, right? I mean, he was just here. You just, you just missed him. Maybe he's, so I feel like the accountability is happening just as, as nobody's going to be allowed to be held accountable. So Ron, what do you think, man? Well, you nailed it in your show today. The fact that one judge said that, uh, not spoiler alert if nobody's watched the penalty only 130, but uh, yeah, like the fact that one judge, like a judge, which is an authoritarian voice, uh, we, we should have reason to, you know, respect his decision, decision said that it wasn't deemable, then it's, it's pretty clear, right? So the challenge is a farce, but, and again, it if, if, if $16 OJ throws out a, throws out a government uh we, we've seen way too many examples of when it should <laughs> it's uh it's rather amusing on that regard yeah I, so the government is going to try and appeal this decision i guess the the process for that is going to take a while and in in the meantime uh i guess court proceedings and stuff are opened up and allowed to proceed right like if if you've got this decision and you can um then proceed legally, you're going to hire the lawyers and get the process started because it's going to take years. What was said in the show this morning is basically, if, if the Emergencies Act was necessary, there would be no gray area. It would be obvious to every single judge who looked at it that it was necessary because it was so violent or whatever it was. It met the criteria. And I said in my show, they had to change the criteria in order for the truckers to rise to that level to that standard and that that legal opinion basically got slapped down by this guy so they don't have a whole lot there's not a lot to grab hold of to appeal like they were the ones who changed the law in order to make this apply and this judge said nah no no so i don't know i've i've read other comment people who are commenting about this saying it doesn't look like they have much to grab hold on to um to appeal this but they're going to try anyway. So they're going to try anyway, which is a pain, but, and it's going to take a, a long period of time. So 
Peter. I got two quick ones to that. Oh, okay, Ron, go ahead. Sorry. Should, shouldn't, like, that's fine if they want to contest that, but shouldn't there be equal movement moving on the fact that a judge said it was, like, unjustified? Like, we should be, there's well, we've had committee to rectify that problem as well if the government wants to go the other way. And the second part, I think there was a trucker farmer protest years previous amsterdam the dutch farmers was there not was there before covid during covid uh it is be... a, it's a yeah yeah i remember I watching i remember watching the french i remember watching the french farmers protests in 2014 and there were some wild videos even back then of them painting um parliament buildings or french french government buildings with manure and all sorts of other stuff i'm just saying more the con like the i think the trucker convoy in 2022 kind of kicked off this convoy idea not necessarily the farmers protest that we're seeing now um but like the the idea of True. the convoy and in a similar regard it's the unions it's the union truckers in canada that that had the alternate voice that trudeau used anyway i'll shut up I'll... yeah well but the union truckers weren't allowed to participate it was it was all independent i mean from my understanding during the trucker convoy in canada it was independent truckers that were doing it and it wasn't it wasn't union union guys or anything like that in fact the walmart truckers were there was some controversy i don't know if it was walmart but there was some controversy over a group of truckers who wanted to be involved but they were under a union shop and and like people got upset so I can't, and then they had to be quiet and like a couple of them lost their jobs and so on and so forth. So yeah. yeah. Thanks, Rod. Peter. Yeah, when I first saw it, I thought this is great, but then I'm, you know, I'm now I'm sort of mixed because I mean, our courts are so corrupt, the whole, everything's corrupt. And I just wonder if this is actually a distraction. Yeah. Um, but given that, I thought, well, there are other cases like when, um, courts have made a ruling and you go to try to appeal and the upper courts just refuse to accept it and refuse i thought well you know the the rationale and the logic that this judge uh put in his ruling which to give him credit is is quite clear and detailed mm -hmm. i mean christ it was quite it was clear and detailed when they invoked the bloody act yes. um, that they were wrong but be that as it may um you know some of the pundits have said well by right they can appeal it just because they can well i thought well you know uh john q public is never just by right gets to appeal yeah well but, you have to have um, money right like they're the well, coots, the coots, one of the coots guys and yeah. not, not the coots four but uh one of the, uh, another person who was arrested um got 10 10 months for running over a pylon. yeah for, for, for driving over a pylon he yeah. wants to appeal he doesn't have the money that's his right yeah can't afford but it the, um you know, they, they apparently they just have the right to appeal, and and from what I gather, the court can't say no. Sorry, you we're not going to take the appeal. Be that as it may, um, they have very little grounds on which to appeal. Even that crazy bitch that was his uh, Trudeau's security advisor. I mean, she knew shit from Shinola, and you know, I don't think none she can the, come up with anything none other than did. they refused. Well, we changed we changed the rules. Well, sorry, the legislation doesn't say that you can change the rules. The demand, the demands from the truckers were come and meet with us and talk about these, these mandates. Like it was, it, I mean, the truckers wanted the government to fall and wanted the, wanted the government themselves to represent the Canadian public and the Canadian people, right? But they wanted just to have uh, meetings with representatives to talk about the issues with the bad policy that was being forced through by this government that said they wouldn't do that. And yeah, and, and know, if, I, if it if it does. 
if it does succeed, it also gives new meaning to the term mootness, where these judges just can't say, oh, sorry, it's moot. What do you mean it gives new meaning to mootness? Well, he, he, he dealt with the issue of mootness because the government tried to say, oh, it's moot because the Emergencies Act isn't in effect. Okay, so so um, I didn't read that said, part sorry. of the uh, you know, you ruling. Don't... What what did he say about mootness? That it was never moot, or like he says, you you don't you don't you don't get off the hook with that. He yeah. said, mootness this doesn't significant... apply in this one because there's still ongoing effects in the world today because of that act. Yeah, yeah, but, but there were I mean, but, but there were before. Even I mean, in Bernier's uh, and uh, what's his name, uh, Brian, Brian Peckford. That's Brian right. But Peckford's this gives stuff. them. This gives Standing. them ammunition now and proceed yeah, yeah. with their appeal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Because the, the the idiot judge they had, um, you know. It's not idiot, though. Oh, well, I'm he's, sorry. He's, I, I shouldn't he's be. He's doing his job, man. He's paid off or whatever it is. But the, these people are anything but stupid. And I mean, I make that mistake, too. Right. But they're, these people are anything but stupid. They're they're ruthless. They're playing a game. Oh, they're, and at, corrupt. At a, they're, they're just corrupt, corrupt. Sure. But they're playing a game at a level that we are either not willing or not able to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. Like, like think Kevin Spacey in House of Cards. Like that guy, that guy is like, he is willing to kill you and your cat and like all the rest of it. And he'll bang that girl too. And he'll win. And you're sitting there going, I can't believe he's getting away with it. Right. It, it's like Jody Wilson-Raybould sitting there and looking at Trudeau and Trudeau's getting away with lying, bold faced directly to the camera. And Wilson-Raybould saying, as the justice minister, I'm bound by rules, but this guy is a lying POS. No, we and, she's no, she's no hero either. Oh, I know that. I know all, that. All the crap legislation, like yeah, the uh, she Oh, I know. It all came under her uh, watch. So I know. You know, don't get me wrong. But if if she was if she was a different politician, then before she confronted Trudeau, she would have had fifty one percent of the cabinet behind her, or the caucus behind her. Excuse me, forget the cabinet. 51% of the caucus behind her. She would have had enough numbers to flip that party and told them to get lost or she's taking over prime ministership because she's taking over the liberal party. And by the way, here's the 51% they're waiting outside to hear yeah. your resignation. You know, like that's that's how you play this because they're ruthless and they will kill you. Like they will, right? And it's crazy. And I, I think that citizens, the people who are living in this situation, just fundamentally don't understand the game we're playing. Like we're pawns in a way, in the, in the truest sense. Thanks, Peter. Scott? Yep. So I had uh, Runkle, I followed Runkle of the Bailey to go through the decision on the Emergency Act nice. because I, I I wanted not to miss anything. Is it important? It, it's, no. Um, what he What he pointed out or what I saw from what he said was the judge's exact words were, if I had have been there at the time, if I had have been in the room at the time, if I had been at the table at the time, I likely would have made the same decision. But looking back in an overview, I can see, and as soon as I heard that, Cover your that, ass, right? that's meat for their appeal. And anybody, if you can find that that did not come from the judge, that Runkle no, that did, no, that did. I, I, I heard that criticism too. How you can mistake that is not meat for an appeal. That's like, you're saying you disagree with it, but hindsight is twenty twenty. What the? F Anyways, so that's what I have to say. Thanks for. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. Yeah, it, it's potentially, especially with the the judge saying that I could come to that conclusion too, but it's only with the benefit of foresight that I haven't. I don't like that. It seems like covering their ass. So that's not so good. 
Thanks, Scott. Ron? Well, most people's uh, ideal of corruption or evil is limited to their own, right? Mm -hmm. And then, and and I'm, I mean, like their own, what we'd be willing to actually do ourselves, not what we believe or what we see on in Hollywood or in movies, right? So when we're dealing with this level of corruption or or even trying to believe that these people are, are playing to an end it's game. It's hard to believe, man. Right? Like it's it's too big. The banks are too big to fail. The moon landing was too big to fake. You know, like we, we, we start to talk about all details. these crazy but then you hear details of things like the the broadcast of the moon landings. And I don't know which Apollo mission this was, was the the cameras were allowed to focus on a television set in another room that was broadcasting the moon landing live or whatever it was, because they couldn't give them the feed. Like it was. Uh, yeah, they're all like the Jap Japanese one just landed upside down. Oh, that was and then the China's calling India's foil models like like it's a, a joke, joke. So, it's a joke yeah, but the whole thing is a joke insane. like it's like it's the, meant to be to burn our brains i think i guess so i get they're supposed <laughs> to oh and the the footage of the what's it called the um control rooms with people clapping when this obvious cgi lander is landing on this obvious cgi like moon with a really big curve like it's <laughs> and who where's the camera like who's Who's pointing the camera at this? Did somebody land earlier? Set up the tripod. Well, okay, all yeah. those do say like demonstration, I, and I know they always I all know. the all the TikTok zoom in and don't show that, but the CBS. I but know. yeah, again, again I, all those were demonstrations that they. It's like the models. They were all. Have models you seen? Have you seen them trying to land the moon lander on in Earth orbit? In Earth, not orbit. Excuse me, Earth gravity. So like they tried to fly the 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 moon lander in earth gravity is practice right and they i mean it like kept crashing and stuff like it was they've successfully landed a few spacex's like that 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 oh the SpaceX, the spacex rockets coming but, back are but incredible. that was also like incredible like the moon landing was what 70 years ago do i got that right I, somewhere 69 70, yeah, whatever it was 69 yeah, yeah well i'm not saying it. yeah we can barely do it the, now those, it's apples and, and bananas okay Thanks. Uh, MC, what's up? <laughs> well, I'm coming to you from the unceded territory of mysterious commentator where uh, unauthorized access is prohibited. Yes. And uh, uh, Schrodinger's moon landing is a pretty interesting. Uh, it happened like, or it didn't happen, like, depending on how yeah, much you look at it. If you have to do it with graphics, then you, and you're just watching the information from your telemetry that says you landed. Like We're like still getting, I mean, it's not the Titanic sub, right? Like. They're not sending telemetry anymore. <laughs> but everything, everything right now is a distraction. Like, and like, like there's thousands of distractions. Like everyone leaps on the big things, like the trans issue and stuff like that. Like that's a big giant distraction, right? But there's also, well, it, that's a big giant distraction that matters very intensely to some very crazy people. But mm -hmm. there's also all the little tiny distractions, right? Like uh, like recycling programs that don't actually do any recycling, right? There, it's that's a distraction. Cabin air filters in your car. Who like in the eighties they didn't have those, and you would drive right, and you would drive outside in the air, and you when roll you roll your window down, car, yeah, and you didn't have to put a filter on your face, but somehow you need a filter on the air that comes from outside into the car because the air outside the car is not good enough to breathe. Are you, then, are you telling? Are you telling me you don't have? 
Are you telling me you don't have a filter on your window? No. And 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 they have to put it way under the dash that they have to disassemble the inside of the car to put it in. So it costs three hundred dollars to change it. It's they, it like listen, and they pile before up all these distractions, all before these distractions, the design, one on top of another. Before the design Sorry. meeting, before the design meeting, before they put that thing there, they had a meeting on how can we make more money from the same car? How can we make yes. this car more expensive? And also, how can we make it so people have to spend money every single month for, you know, viable things that we need to fix in the car, right? Used to be, here's a car, don't bother me. And if you bother me, I'm sorry that it's broken, but we'll fix it. It's relatively easy, you know? Like, oh, that's a carburetor issue or something like that. And now they're like, hold on, we got to reprogram your computer. You know, like, yeah, recalls. but the, the point is that that's another thing, right? And then there's another thing over here and another thing over here and another thing over here. At all of it to distract people from what things that should be their priorities, like like I don't know, raising their kids, like like, and instead we're talking about like, oh no, the daycares are gonna go broke because the ten percent because the ten bucks a day was supposed to be cover fifteen percent of the cost, right? That that as far as I'm led to understand, the government was gonna pick up eighty five percent to get it down to ten bucks a day, and now and now that eighty five percent doesn't cover the cost anymore, so but the 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 underlying issue is stop sending your kids to be raised by communists every day and oh but we yeah. have to we have to have two incomes oh really because you have to you absolutely have to go lease a brand new car every three freaking years um, right and yet like I, it's like, not I necessarily know a car more expensive and it's hard but, but i've known people who had a parent stay home and raise their kids like like within the last 10 years mm -hmm. like you can do it if you try yeah. right but 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 it's a lot easier right to then you don't have to worry about the complexities of, of your kid coming to you one day and saying they're actually a girl instead of a boy because yeah. it wasn't your fault you can yeah. get angry about it because but it's not your fault because you're not the one that raised them yeah well you're not wrong i think that it's interesting the people who are aging into this society are believing the rhetoric of, you know, you have to be an accountant, you have to own a house, you have to, you know, have three plants and two pets before you start finding your partner to have the baby with, right? And then all of a sudden mothers are the other side of 35, right? The other side of 40 first time mothers. And most of the time it's it's 29 something like that, 27, 28, 29, I think was the, the standard. But it used to be 19, 20, 21, and then it was 20, 21, 22. You get what I'm saying, right? It keeps getting later when women are, are having babies. And that's culturally because they're told having a career is important because the, the importance of the family is purposely, I think purposely hidden. Like I would say it's purposely- it's, it's yeah. the value is destroyed. People, so television is all about conflict. And television, if it's about family, is usually about familial conflict. And this is a model that you unconsciously follow. And like, if you're the hero is, you know, going to uh, a, an uncomfortable family visit or something like that, that makes a good movie. And they're like, and you relate to it because you're like, oh, you know, I remember my family and I having that kind of fight or something. The unity, the synergy, the idea that you're all on the same team, like, Parents generally want their children to succeed. They don't want their children to fail. They don't want their children to um, do poorly in life, you know, or be socially awkward or anything like that. So parents do their best to make sure their kids can 
thrive. And yet there's a lot of media that sets up and like parents and kids play into it because it's hard to control other people. It's You can barely control yourself, right? And so society sets us up so that we're we're trying to control kids in a way that you're not designed to, but you, it's more of a collaborative, you're supposed to be more of a collaborative team. Like I'm the coach and you're the player. And yeah, sometimes you got to do the drills you don't like. You got to eat your veggies. But overall, you know, I'm going to set you up, kid, so that you're going to be the Connor McDavid of life and you're going to get it. You're going to you're going to do as well as you put into it because but you but a parent's job is to teach them how to how to put everything into it. You know what I mean? And how that's valuable. Right. So I don't know. It's well, yeah, and I believed that in the past, right, that you should get yourself set up in life before you find a partner and stuff like that. And then your life goes by and you don't bother, right? And then you're because, like, oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. No, just, well, just go get people pregnant. Yeah, well, and, and men and I, I heard it said a couple of weeks ago that women were pricing themselves out of the market in the age of the Internet because you end up with like 80 percent of women ch trace chasing the top 20 percent of men or something. It's like called hypergamy. It's called hypergamy. We, we are pricing each other out of the market, really. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I think people are just un completely unrealistic with their expectations of yeah. Of, uh, like yeah there's a line there though right there's a line between expectations and standards right and people are supposed to not discriminate and not use judgment uh, well that's but then ridiculous you don't get to have standards right yeah, it's like exactly. yeah. so 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 you have to I discriminate like have i like all the people who don't brush their teeth that's eliminated from my dating pool right all the people yeah. who don't shower regularly eliminated from my dating pool and like you don't not have vaginas to... like well hey now now we're talking again as well right <laughs> exactly sir um <laughs> any, anybody who identifies as a woman and has a penis eliminated as well right like, yes all of that stuff but yeah that that necessitates you being choosy and if you can't be choosy then i mean you know and the other part is people are not taught how to negotiate they're they're taught how to like be kind of um, the examples given are of are not of solving problems, but of making other problems worse, like rumors and, and whatever, right? If there's a problem, but the, the way to a solution is to actually negotiate with people. Like if you have a partner, like if you're dating somebody or whatever, and they, and they do something that you don't like, and instead of complaining to your sister about it, you say, Hey, could you stop squeezing the toothpaste tube like that? Would you mind? Like, right. And people just don't know how to do that because what's modeled is sniping to your sister or sniping to your brother or whatever. You're bitching about it, right? Breaking up with her, whatever it is. Like, but it's all about negotiation. And then people don't even know what they want. That's a whole other thing, right? Like they can't choose what they want in order to occupy their time. Yeah. To, to, to most men, no strings attached means you get to have the sex and you don't have to have the emotional connection and to most women no strings attached means you get to have the emotional connection and you don't have to have sex yeah you're right dude that's that's <laughs> totally right you're totally right yeah um <clears throat> in dr horrible doctor i don't know if you've ever seen dr horrible this is uh nathan uh was nathan oh god doogie hauser yeah doogie hauser him so yeah. his character is like a, a, a his is captain hammer right and he's a superhero, but he's like an anti-hero. He's really, he's bad at being a hero. And he, there's a whole song that is talking about how um, he never has a, a repeat partner, um, like for for sex. And like, 
because he's such a jerk that nobody ever wants to have sex with him a second time because whatever, <laughs> right? And and he doesn't get it that that that's like not normal, right? And like that's another thing. Like he's so fixated on his own needs that he's missing like these other signals. And I just thought it was funny because I think that that's ubiquitous of what's going on in society these days. People don't, and not just with sex, but with everything. You know what I mean? Like they don't know what they want. They don't know how to get to a place where they would know what they want. And they wouldn't know how to start walking there if they did know where it was. You know what I'm saying? Like they have no idea where to start. And if they did, they wouldn't start. Candy Crush. There you it's, it's weird. Anyway, thanks MC. Ron? Yeah, well, yep. we've covered like a million topics, right? And I guess that's this that's a part of the plan, right? There's a million trees to hug. So even if you got like 20% of the people willing to grab a tree and tackle that issue, there's a whole forest out there, right? I know. I call so, it the Hydra because like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if yeah, you trees, are... trees grow every day. We can keep chopping them down. They keep growing. They keep like, growing. Despite yeah. what Trudeau promises, they, they, <laughs> just, they keep growing. Two billion at least. <laughs> Um, the Houthis, uh, excuse me, how about Elon calling for a carbon tax? Did you get, did anybody see this yesterday? Elon Musk says, you know, the way to solve climate change is to call for it, is to have a car carbon tax, make sure oh. it's targeted at, you know, stopping the bad thing, CO2, but like carbon tax is where it's at. And there's like a video. Oh. <laughs> it's again, that anybody that thinks. The guy digging digging tunnels for the you know for whatever reason and putting chips in people's heads. They're uh, successfully this week. Or, yeah, I don't yeah. Know, first human, first ten, human. Ten trial. days successfully. Yeah. So ten days is if enough. You want to trust safe, this guy? Safe and effective. One hundred percent safe and effective. Yeah, He's man. not dead yet. Ask the monkeys. <laughs> uh, thanks, well, Rod. the monkey's dead. That played ping pong. Just oh, yeah? saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Peter. Uh, do you think uh, Musk was just shit posting? I mean, it's, it's a possibility given given his uh, proclivities. He came up with a robot called Optimus that can, that can fold laundry. So, <laughs> checkmate. I don't know. If he says that he's got this thing, I believe it. I mean, mostly. You know what I mean? I... They've put it in. They've put it in monkeys. Like they have actually trialed it in animals. So, mind you, that that would boost his uh, cost to launch a rocket because methane puts out a lot of CO two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if he's just you know trying to boost his stock portfolio or whatever. Maybe he wants to buy another website. I don't know. But well, they just hit uh, Tesla with every Tesla Tesla that's ever been made now has to go uh, in for a certain recall because. Now a certain dash icon is below, uh, you know, EPA standards. So now every Tesla has to go in for a recall. Now. Yeah, it's not a coincidence. I mean, I just and again, and again, you get you you have sympathy for Mr. Elon Musk. You you know you're sympathetic to that because you're like, oh, they're targeting him. But is it all just, you know, game theory, layers upon layers upon layers? Do we feel bad because we think he's on our side and he's being attacked? Whereas if we knew this was all part of the game and he was being attacked to prove that he was on our side, we'd be skeptical, right? Or is it too deep? Turtles all the way down. Scott? Let's talk about who e Elon Musk is, who his family. We've said this before, um, no matter how much we try to disconnect ourselves 
from the environment we grew up with. My parents were political and some of what they say still ricochets around in my skull. So Elon Musk's grandparents were Canadian and they were, I guess, founding members or important members of something called the technocratic movement. The technocratic movement is something that we're kind of gagging on right now, where the government keeps saying, well, we've talked to the experts and there is a, a consensus amongst the experts, but there's not. It's only consensus above the experts that they've consulted, that they've chosen. Again, it's if you pay for the test, you get the results that you like and you bear the other ones. Yep. Elon Musk's family comes from the technocratic movement. I don't know what happened in South uh, Africa when the family moved there, but I know in Canada, they were for, they were the leaders of the technocratic movement that started out West. And this was a movement to replace elections and have them with appointed by councils of experts. Yeah. So that's Elon Musk. He's an expert. That's that's how he's positioned, right? Yeah, I'm not I'm not surprised. And I mean, like again, you don't get playing in that. I mean, we talk about how you don't get playing in that um, arena unless you are willing to play ball or unless you have leverage or whatever. There's unless there's some reason for you to be in that arena and it seems like well elon's elon's making his reasons to be in that arena i guess it's it's interesting to watch i don't know i fear i fear what's underway is going to take longer to play out than like my lifetime you know what i'm saying and i'm not saying that i'm going to die early or anything like that i expect a long life but i think that what we're seeing is just getting started and we're going to see more violence in Canada. We're going to see more uh, social kind of the breakdown of social cohesion. But I don't think it's going to totally break down to a point of like outright chaos. I don't think we're going to see, I don't know, if we see $5 a liter gasoline, then things might get real dicey. But aside from that, I, I think that it'll just kind of continue getting worse until it's unrecognizable and people just kind of leave. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then the, the, what is it? The GDP, not the GDP, the quality of life. What's, what's that called? You know what I'm talking about? The quality of life score. I can't remember the name of it. Um, that, that one will just go down. Anyway, Ron, it'll come to me. Well, they've been, they've been writing about, this is a whole, I'm going to lag up here. I, I went to look for it. Uh, the whole the WEF has been calling it. Sorry, did, my back. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Sorry, my bad. Yeah, the the WEF has been preparing for an angrier world for a long time, right? Mm -hmm. I've been reading papers uh, from every country in the world. They've all been writing like right. So they send down their talking points to whatever organizations and committees work on this stuff, and it everywhere in the world is preparing for an angrier world, right? Well. Canada will tr transition well because we have the resources to deal with the angrier world. I'm not trying to mm -hmm. justify it, right? I don't know but, about that. So other places that don't have their resources, well, we're, we're pretty good people, right? So you beat a few people in the street and usually we comply and we'll just go home and starve. <laughs> I think that's kind of how we'll go down. That's Canada, what they're expecting. Yeah, we, and maybe some uh, canisters of uh, like, uh, gas canisters, you know, to disperse crowds and things like that. Most of those people are all games. controlled up, though. Like, I, the, I've been the, watching the, the guys that are doing. 
I've been watching the Hunger Games. I think that yeah, you're not you're not wrong. There's a lot of similarities between what's going on now and kind of the the premise behind centralizing of power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot of talk of Sorry, the right man. messages going out and all that stuff. It's it's incredible, man. It's wild. MC. Well, Mark, as you've been saying for I think over the past few days, like some people that come here are starting to figure out that it was better back home. Yeah. Like we finally got to the point where they're but but people but the I the idea that we have to have a rising population or our economy collapses is wrong. It, it's false because um because it, it, it's it's based on this stupid economic idea from economists that the numbers always have to go up and, and, and like, and they will only look at the economy as a whole uh, collectively. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if you looked at your, your per capita income, like mine is better now than it has been through most of my life for mm -hmm. the amount of effort I'm putting in. Mm -hmm. And, and so, so does that mean that I'm making 10 people poorer, but no, I'm just, I just have a better business model now for myself, right? And so a declining population, they're going to look at the number and go, oh my God, the GDP went down. It's a calamity. We have to, everybody panic and stop buying stuff because everything's shrinking. And we go, oh no, but it's not that bad. Like, like it, it's, it, it wouldn't be that bad if they wouldn't cause a panic about it, yep. right? It, yep. Like logically, if there's fewer people, then there's more stuff per person. Mm -hmm. like so it it what they're saying doesn't make any sense from a logical perspective that that you have to continually have more people you know and even if so okay but we're not replacing ourselves and that means our services are going to get harder to provide well maybe over time but those things are cyclical as well mm -hmm. so so you you have more less people now and then later on people start realizing how much fun sex is again and then they start having more people again yep so Yep. Like, like I, I think it, that there's I, I think that there's um an argument to be made that we made a horrible mistake in the 60s giving the birth control pill broadly. Are there any societies that didn't do that? Like in the well, at all in the world societies, right? That have poor that society. kept having lots of Africa. Africa. Africa didn't do that. The Middle East didn't do that. The Middle East didn't do that. You can't get the birth control. Oh, the Middle pill. East didn't do it. Remember what Iran was like pre seventies and mid seventies. It was like I've seen pictures. It was like California. I would want to go there. And my then, mom look, almost look, went look, to Iran. Right back two hundred years yep. in time. Yep, the mullahs. Yeah, yeah. Africa didn't do it, nor did the Middle East. And look at the population. Interesting. Sorry, I'm. No, no, that's okay. Did oh, China? Well. What did did China implement it? I mean, I know they they implemented the the one baby thing, but it just seems. I, I don't, I just, I think that there's a strong argument that could be made for, like for, for the sanity of the whole uh, society to balance people in their family. Because once you have kids, you understand how important kids are. And once you have them, you understand how fun they are. And if there was no birth control and you just kept having kids, like you just have, keep having kids, you'd be like, oh man, these kids are super fun. So, and if there was abundance, you'd have more and more, right? Like if people could afford a house and weren't worried about a million dollar education bill, like at 18, I think they'd have lots of kids, five, six, seven, eight kids, right? Why not? Well, and I, yeah. I think they would. And I also think that uh, 
more homogenous societies, people tend to get along better. Yeah, well, everybody understands the same expectation, right? Everybody's, I mean, everybody's more or less worshiping the same God. Everybody's more or less worshiping the same holidays. Everybody's more or less on the same page with regards to acceptable dinner behavior, acceptable after dinner behavior. Shared expectations. Yeah, right? Like there's there's things that everybody can understand and generally agree with, and that, that makes it easier to get along. So yeah, no, there's certainly, I mean, we've been force-fed a narrative that this this idea that we have to tamp down <laughs> ourselves, tap, tamp down our culture in order to make other people comfortable or something to that effect. And the reality is, I mean, like, I think everybody would be much happier if everything were, not everything were predictable, but like there, the the societal cohesion was not something that was like on the cusp of completely collapsing. Now, like there's something to be said. I I like Indian food. I like, you know what I mean? Like there's something to be said for 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 having having cultural exchange and and being able to to have people, you know, like live here and and have white people live there and and like have that not be something that's completely verboten, right? I'm not saying that it has to be completely homogenous. That's not what I'm trying to say. But having that societal cohesion necessitates everybody being on the same page in a lot of, in a lot of core stuff. And yeah, it just, it's one of those things where it has not helped us this last push for diversity and then the open borders and the rest it's, it's done massive amounts of harm and people don't want to talk about it. Yeah. And well, and a declining population is not going to destroy your economy. It's just like, yeah. it's, it's a number. Well, right. So, I think part of the argument just for the economy thing is like, if we stop, I, I think if we stopped importing people at the rate we're importing them, the housing market would slow down. If the housing market slows down and or stops, then there's a lot of people, construction people and real estate people who usually make a pretty good salary who aren't getting, who aren't getting work or aren't getting, aren't getting their salary. And then there's a contagion effect. Although, I could be overestimating it. I could be thinking it's a bigger effect than than what it would actually be. I just think that it would have an impact, but it might not be as much as I think, but I think it would, like me well, personally, but I could be wrong. if the housing market is screaming as much as they're saying it is, then it slowing down doesn't necessarily lead to job losses, right? It leads to less profits for some people, right? Like <laughs> everyone still wants to make a non-zero amount of money. Mm -hmm. Right. Like, so, so if they're going to get paid less to do something they still are good at and know how to do, then maybe they'll keep doing it anyway, because it's better than nothing. Yeah. Well, is it though? How much is the government giving? <laughs> Thanks, MC. Uh, Scott, and I guess we're done. We didn't even get to talk about the farmers really all that much. Maybe we'll have a couple of minutes on the farmers. Scott, what's up? I'll be quick. We moved on from it. Um, we talk about uh, reproduction numbers and. You mean immigration? Uh, well, well, the problem, as you were talking about with immigration, is with the numbers that we have, we don't have acclimatation. They don't acclimatize to whatever we call a culture. Um, 
I don't mind people doing whatever they want to do in their home, whatever religious practices you want to pray to the monkey God, help yourself. I've got my own spaghetti God in the sky. Um, but in public, our behavior in public, we have to agree upon that. And we no longer do that. Um, this business about we're not having enough people. Well, I find that debatable um, because right now everything looks like it's geared we have to have this number of people. It's not so much to support work and structures going on because we've hobbled a lot of building. We've hobbled a lot of things with unnecessary bureaucratic bullshit. So I believe that the cause behind we have to have more people is so the government can keep playing the game of taxation or it can keep taxing the shit out of us to throw money everywhere it wants to this process of continual emptying our pockets, emptying our pockets, create more pockets so we can keep emptying the pockets. We're not having children. One of the reasons is because we've evolved to the point of hypergamy of now we're just as was said earlier, women have unrealistic um, expectations of their males. Um, I don't know about other males because I'm kind of insulated. I just knew what I wanted in females and I never had uh, anybody try to come in the middle of night and steal my female. So I guess she wasn't Hollywood standards. Yeah. Um, but basically as it was before, there were a lot of things that went wrong in the traditional system of the family, but the family was still a power structure. It was a unit. And it was something that in the old days, if you watch a movie called Witch, it's way back in the early 1700s in America. And it just shows you how shit can go wrong if everybody's not pulling in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So now that we've had the battle of the sexes, it's destroyed the family. Um, originally, we had children because um, I don't know what was a trade off. I thought it was because we both both parties enjoyed the activity. Um, if they didn't enjoy the activity, to me, that meant that there was something wrong with the relationship. Mm -hmm. um, I thought that all humans had um, nerve endings. And the only the only thing that got in the way was trust. If you didn't trust each other, you didn't follow that preoccupation, that that entertainment and that's what it was uh, uh uh comedian craig ferguson he said i don't get it people wanting oh we can't have babies now it's so bad he's going i was conceived while they were bombing london yeah yeah so right? basically like... what's happened is we've gotten to a point of affluence where now we can afford to have this ridiculous battle between the sexes and we're being brought back down to the level of what they have in Africa, mm -hmm. where unfortunately it's male dominated. So the women don't have a lot of say in it, but one know, of the forms of entertainment is sex. Yeah. And I've said Do a you, lot. No, no. Yeah. You have the, um, there was a person who studied rats in rat utopia. I can't remember the name of the study, but he did a bunch of rat utopia studies and in, in places of abundance, they had the beautiful ones, the beautiful rats who cleaned themselves all day and like looked in the mirror and whatever, but they would never mate. They would never, they would never um, pursue females or anything like that. And it, it's really interesting, the parallels between some of the rat utopias, because they were trying to model it was a whole podcast. Maybe it was a whole well, it's sad. They're not even a primate for Pete's sake. I know, but they were trying, they were trying to model what can we, what can, how can we bring utopia about and what will humans, like what will the herd response from humans be? And it turns out like not great, not very good. And I can't remember the reason. Um, I don't think it was totally utopia because this is also the same study where the rats were given the, the cocaine paddle. Like they, they weren't given the cocaine paddle in rat utopia. 
Um, although they did test it and rats in a happy utopia place that wasn't, that wasn't, um, that the, they, they weren't deprived of anything. If they had access to family and, and stuff like that and food and everything, they didn't, they didn't hit the cocaine. <clears throat> but if they were deprived of anything, they'd become drug addicts and they just do that until they died. So wild stuff, right? And humans do the same thing. So, uh, no, thanks, Scott. No. Just want to touch on this, uh, canada-wide car theft um thing that everyone's sort of complaining about yeah um we also have to remember in under three years david lametti's car was stolen twice true yep right yeah he's so, the minister he's just and he's mr justice so there yeah. is karma right? yeah. so like we're actually coming up um quite soon on the anniversary of that which would be the uh february 11th and then february 13th 2021 oh, yeah? and then 2023 so we're almost three years to that so you know somebody was watching him <laughs> he always goes for a bagel wait for it it, it, it was always th these toyotas he was driving and oh you know like the kias uh, it was a toyota highlander um xlt you know brand new and then after he got two of them stolen he was driving around in a, a ford expedition wasted mm -hmm. more gas and putting more carbon into the air there yeah jeepers creepers Never well there's nothing wrong with that man Burn, drill baby drill um, oh yeah all right uh should we talk about the farmers okay let's talk, we were talking about the farmers in the green room um do we have time to talk about it or do you guys have to go i got a couple of minutes I'm yeah good. that's okay so the farmers in, in europe do you think they're gonna win what's going on mc uh i guess at some point, one of these things is going to happen where the guys executing orders on behalf of the authorities flip sides. Is that going to be this time? I don't know. It's going to, it has to happen at some point because they're getting too ridiculous, right? It's getting ridiculous. Yeah. But the attacks on farmers are happening here also. Like I was talking to a yeah, farmer yeah. like last year or the year before, and their fertilizer prices have gone up 400%. 400 because he was farming across the road from me. And I was like, hey, I don't want any of your spray to land on my land. And he's like, oh, we don't waste a drop. We inject it because <laughs> uh, like, we're not letting it blow away anymore. Because yeah. in the past, I've seen them go like just with a broadcasting truck that just sprays out in all directions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, so so that that hmm. shock has hit here. And like that's another food, you know, another reason food prices go up, right? Is yeah. Although people around here are still growing canola and canola oil isn't good for anyone. I don't know why anyone wants to you like, I guess McDonald's can use tons of it. Right. I don't know why anyone would buy it at the store, but there's still tons of bottles of it and it's crap. Like you shouldn't put that on your food. That I, that's not food anymore after you do that. Yeah. No, I you're right. Saturated oils are bad for you. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it is a situation because the government is incentivizing those kind of crops, right? The government pays for that kind of crop, or there is there's incentive for them to be producing that, like whether it's the government or McDonald's, as you said, or whoever. Somebody's somebody's buying that crop, right? But yeah, the nitrogen, the thirty percent reduction in nitrogen is that's they're trying to do that in Canada as well, right? In Alberta, and Danielle Smith's come out against it. What's her game? By the by. Jeepers Creepers, Danielle Smith. Um, well, that's the thing here, too, is that there is a little talked about subsidy system 
because when we were doing stuff uh, with another party back in the last provincial election, the, the when you go talk to the big farmers and stuff, they'll say like, I don't want to rock the boat because if we get a new party and they might do away with my subsidies for, right? And if they do away with my subsidies, then I won't make as much money as a farmer. So like, is, is that a deal breaker in terms of profitability for farmers? Like we know in the States, they've been paying farmers for years to not grow things. Yep. Right. Yep. So, so maybe our whole farming system is just corrupt and unrealistic. It totally is. It's totally corrupt and unrealistic. Like we have, there's quota for chicken. There's quota for dairy, right? Yeah. Like That's how they of... control the farmers. Yeah. And also <laughs> we we're mostly, most of our farming, the largest amount of farming we do almost qualifies as industrial farming. Yep. Right. What I mean by it's, it's not food crop. It's going to be used in an almost industrial setting, like the canola oil, like the soybeans. Mm -hmm. So what, what you're saying, the long and the short of this part of the conversation my understanding of it is the farmers in Canada are unlikely to mimic what's going on in Europe, even though they're being poorly treated on account of if they rock the boat, then it could get worse for them, right? Even from, inter like if you're a dairy farmer, let's play this out. Let's pretend you're, you're a million dollar, you're, you're, you've got $5 million in quota and you say, I'm going to drive to Ottawa. Are your dairy farm and friends going to let you drive to Ottawa, do you think? I'm going to tell you no. Like during my campaign in 2019, there was, I, I was talking because PPC was talking about ending the, the dairy cartel. There was, there were attacks against me on Facebook and other places where I was posting, Reddit, all sorts of other places from a guy who was going to the university. His dad owned a dairy barn in Kitchener, Waterloo. So he, he was acting on behalf of his uh, inheritance, of his investment, of his family's investment. You know what I'm saying? Like he's he's making sure that I'm not getting in as best he can, right? So yeah, like if you, if you, if you start rocking the boat in that world, somebody's going to come after you and tell you, buddy, don't do that, right? And so I don't think that, I don't think they will. Well, another element too is that that they're trying different things in different places, right? True. Like they they're probably doing more to the farmers in Europe than they have done in North America so far, because that's the that's the testing ground for that strategy, right? Yeah, the grocery stores in England are undercutting the milk and eggs, so they're uh, those farmers are operating at a loss, and I think that's the same in France, which is why France is flooding the grocery stores with liquid manure. But I don't know why the the British aren't. But I guess we'll see in the next few days. Well, yeah, different access to different things, maybe like there's yeah. different equipment, right? Like like if you're a dairy farmer, you don't necessarily need to spread manure, so you don't have Fair a enough. manure spreader, right? Touche. And Indeed. and what were they what would what were they doing to the Germans though? Like we know in the the Dutch, they were just trying to take their farms away, so that's what made them angry, right? But what yeah. did they do to the Germans? Ireland, it was the 200,000 head of cattle. I don't know specifically what they did to the Germans. I think it was kind of a cumulative thing. Like there was five or six things that were all adding up that the farmers just weren't making money and so on and so forth. But um, it's all part of the same agenda and push. Mark, you pointed out too once the, was it during uh, COVID, the milk marketing board raised the price of milk twice because the poor inflation was hitting the poor milk dairy yeah. farmers. Yeah. when everyone else just had to suck it up. Yep. Yep. I saw, well, 
I saw milk at $4.99 today in Allura. I was like, what? How is this $4.99? And I saw the big, you know, the four liter jugs, you know, like a, a four liter jug of milk that you get in the United States. It was in Ontario. I was like, I asked the lady, I was like, what's up with that? And she's like, I know usually we have more because there was like just two on the shelf. And I was like, no, no, no. Like you see that that's a big plastic jug of milk, right? Like a four liter jug, like in the States, where did that come from? I didn't know we could get that here. She's like, oh, hmm. anyway. It was it was always sold at like Circle K and- uh, Convenience stores. Um, like yeah. Becker's and and Checker's, yeah. um, right? Like it, it, like my, my dad drinks that by the, by the gallon. Yeah. Yeah, they've had gallons of milk in Alberta for years. Yeah, oh yeah, no, it's just in Ontario, we have it in a bag. Like a gallon of milk comes in three little liter bags. Yeah, we got rid of bags like 20 years ago or something like that. We love the bags. I don't know why Ontario loves the bag. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous. We, we can get them in the bag, the carton, and the uh, the, the gallon. I don't understand. I don't understand why in Newfoundland you can't get. I mean, I do understand it, but also I do not understand it. In Newfoundland, you can't get anything but a carton, two liter carton, and the two liter cartons are almost five bucks. It's like four. You can the cheapest you can get is like four ten. So four liters of milk is eight twenty. How's everything shipped to Newfoundland, Mark? I, yeah, I don't think there are too many. It's all by the ferry, right? It's all on the ship. But I don't Maybe think that's there's. Why. I don't mm-hmm. think that. Yeah, there's a there are a few dairy producing farms that I guess per, like that supply the yeah. But you would think like, do people not drink milk? Like you'd walk around and be like, Ontario has a cheap, abundant milk. You can't have enough cows to produce the milk. It's just well, some... it depends on the sales person, right? So like back a long time ago, right? There would have been a milk processing place in like because when in alberta when i saw bags it was always in in northern alberta so there would have been a milk processing place there that had a machine to put milk in bags right down south it was all cartons because they had a processing place that had a machine to put milk in cartons and then eventually someone came along a good salesperson went up to the northern alberta place monorail yeah look at this look how much better it would be with cartons or this plastic jug Yep. Actually, may, I think they might have switched directly to the two liter plastic jug. Yep. And then you could, it's easy to switch from that to a four liter plastic jug, right? Yep. They're almost yep. the same. Yep. Yep. Just bigger. Yep. You're, you're so not wrong. I we just, should it, all learn to do that monorail, monorail, like a chorus at, you know, at one, two, three. <laughs> monorail. <laughs> monorail. Monorail. All right. Well, I don't know. The farmers, I, it was an interesting insight. I appreciate the insight of the farmers in Canada have other interests that maybe the European farmers don't. And I think that, I mean, that might come into play, right? Like the farmers aren't going to be coming to bolster. So what are some other big industries that might, right? Taxi cabs, bus drivers. Well, it depends how far you go, right? How far the government goes, because like it's been well known that European farmers have been subsidized huge, like France, especially that's Mm. been a story for like 20 years too, about how much it's so Eventually, it gets to be too much, right? Yeah, yeah. Just when is it too much? I guess when it's so onerous that they're going to lose the farm. Yeah. And yeah, and they're pissed, right? And rightly so, I think, because the gov- it, it is not the government's job to make it that way. It's the government's job to make it not easy, but not impossible, right? Like, it shouldn't be roll at the red carpet. This is a farmer here, you know, but it should just be like, you know, yes, sir. Hello. We'll 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 do everything we can to move things along in a reasonable clip. You know what I mean? And that's well, not if they just let it be as hard as it needs to be, 
right? Then yeah. and then yeah, no two, added. Then all of our prices would be real. Yes. And then you could decide for yourself if you want to have tasteless watered down raspberries from a you know, like a greenhouse in downtown Toronto. Probably not. <laughs> anyway, that's enough out of us. Thanks for watching, everybody. A little it's not even extended. We just we we had a 20 minute chat in the green room before the show because it was nice. It was lovely to catch up with everybody. So um, I thought we'll just do it for a full hour. So that's good. So thanks for watching, everybody. Thanks for hanging out, everybody, for the extra time. It's lovely to see you. Um, hang out in the green room mm -hmm. after. And uh, thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next week.